The Chicago White Sox lost to the Kansas City Royals, and it wasn't even close. The Sox have now lost eight games in a row. Seven of those losses have come against the AL Central. More defensive troubles and a non-existent offense. But hey, the Sox have to win eventually, right? You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox, especially after last night's game. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to get to the uh, Dylan Cease versus Zach Granke matchup. Also, what Sox players are close to rejoining the team. But first, another brutal loss for our White Sox. Uh, State of the Sox, 6-10. and 10. That's right, the defending AL Central champions are 6-10 and 10 right now on the year, fourth place in the AL Central. Sox lost to the Royals Tuesday night, 6-0. to zero. Uh, Well, it's not dark, uh, you know, but it's getting there. Another lifeless, anemic, frustrating, pressing. Uh, they looked lost. Uh, I'm, I'm running out of ways to describe uh, how the Sox have been playing. Um, but I've heard a lot of excuses for why this White Sox team is playing poorly. And, and you know, I've probably used some of these. Maybe you have. Maybe you can add to this list. Uh, I've heard all about the injuries. There are there are a lot of them to some key members of this team. Uh, there's, there's some players that have not put a White Sox uniform on yet uh, during this regular season. Uh, the short spring training, it was uh, three and a half weeks, a um, little too short. Players are not ready and not clicking on all cylinders. Uh, the weather, it has just been, it hasn't been good baseball weather. And it wasn't on Tuesday night, and it won't be probably for a few days here in Chicago. Very cold. Uh, they're moving the Wednesday game from a 6-10 start to a day game. I'm sure you've heard about that. Because of the weather, it's going to be uh, very cold and windy. Uh, so, yeah, maybe maybe the weather has been uh, playing into it. Uh, it's only April. Relax. It's just April, okay? This is a marathon. This is not a sprint. Uh, it's it's only April. That, that, that excuse is going to be running out soon because it'll be May uh, this coming weekend. Um, maybe there's some, there's some legs to that. It's only April excuse. Um, I, I honestly believe that there, uh, is so much talent on this White Sox team. It, it, it has to, you have to make some sort of 
excuse for it because it, it just doesn't make sense otherwise. You can't take it at face value almost. And, and of course, I hear a lot about Tony Larusa, Frank Minichino, uh, what's Larusa doing? Um, I, you know, that that one's a tough one. Talked about it on yesterday's episode. Uh, what what does Larusa give you right now? Um, what what are these what are these intangibles that he was brought in uh, out of retirement? Uh, what, what is he bringing to the White Sox team right now? Um, heavy is the head that wears the crown. Uh, we are the defending AL Central champions. Teams are going to be coming after us all season long, and the losing streak is at eight games. Seven of them have been against the alleged weak AL Central. Three losses against the Guardians, then three against the Twins, and now, of course, one against the Royals. You know, April was supposed to be the month that the White Sox were going to get out of the gate early. Uh, you know, now we're playing a catch up. Coming into the game, Tim Anderson uh, was hitting 353 uh, on base percentage, 387, and slugging 519 with 27 runs scored in 33 games against the Kansas City Royals, uh, dating back to 2019. Uh, didn't do much in the game offensively. Uh, did commit another error. We'll get to that in a moment. Josh Harrison was that designated hitter in Tuesday's game. Uh, there was no Lurie Garcia in the lineup. No Lurie Garcia at all. Uh, and Luis Robert was not in the lineup. Uh, we thought he would be back on Tuesday. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more on uh, news and notes uh, on Luis Robert. Things really came undone for the Sox in the fourth inning, though. Uh, there were two errors. Uh, Jose Abreu could not catch a throw from uh, Tim Anderson. It was a low throw, but it hit Abreu on a fly in the palm of his glove, then bounced out. Uh, and then Jake Berger couldn't field a little dribbler at third base, kind of rushed it. I think he was going to try to throw home uh, to get uh, Perez. Uh, but he uh, fumbled that two errors uh, in that inning and three walks issued by Dallas Keuchel. That was in the fourth. And it just kind of all went downhill from there. Uh, really death by a thousand paper cuts. It felt like the Royals scored a bunch of runs without the ball even going out of the infield. Uh, Keuchel seemed to shut down uh, once those errors occurred. Um, you could just see it, the demeanor, a little similar to what happened in Cleveland. But, uh, you know, the margin of error is just so small with this White Sox team. You, you cannot give the opposition any extra outs when you have no offense going on. And, you know, to Keiko's credit, he pitched pretty well, uh, especially when you want to put it up against his game in Cleveland, his last start. Uh, Keiko on Tuesday night went four innings, gave up two hits two runs, zero earned runs, five walks. That's what killed him, uh, two strikeouts. He has dropped his ERA from 15 down to nine. I don't know. Maybe that's a silver lining. Uh, he threw 88 pitches. 42 of them were strikes. Uh, everything was just kind of ducking and diving, missing down and out of the zone. Uh, when Keiko left, Lopez came in. He gave up three earned runs. Then it was Crick. Foster, and Severino. The Chicago White Sox pitching issued 11 walks to the Royals. 
Uh, I thought there might be something going for the Sacks uh, in the bottom of the fourth. Yaz led off with a double, uh, but then there was a strikeout from Pollock. A real shame. You got to get that guy uh, to third. Berger hit a ball to the warning track. And if you are a part of the dead ball conspiracy theory, uh, this, this, this one was for you. I cannot believe uh, that one stopped at the warning track. And then Jay Hay, Mr. Josh Harrison, the DH, uh, he grounded out uh, to end uh, that inning. And that was pretty much it. Uh, there weren't a lot of threats uh, by the White Sox. Uh, Sox have only scored 12 runs during this eight-game losing streak. Uh, like I'd mentioned, more errors on the night. Tim Anderson committed his seventh, and the Sox now have a league-leading 20 errors. But that that just can't be because it's April, uh, can it? I'm going to tell you what kind of help might be on the way for our White Sox. Going to need some of that. Uh, more on that in just a moment. Want to tell you about Athletic Greens. I've been taking AG1, their flagship product, for over three weeks now and have noticed improvement in my overall metabolism, better sleep, and I just feel better. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, and probiotics to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews, is recommended by professional athletes, and trusted by leading health experts. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Lockdown Now podcast, recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts, taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, let's get into a little bit of news and notes. Uh, Rick Hahn uh, spoke before Tuesday's game, and he had some updates and some uh, some folks that have not played a single game for our Chicago White Sox yet this year, and some other folks that um, you know hopefully are on the mend uh, sooner rather than later. Yoan Mankato uh, will hopefully begin a rehab assignment at AAA Charlotte this weekend. Uh, so could Joe Kelly, assuming his last outing in Arizona goes well. Uh, boy, the Sox are missing Yoan Mankata, not only def defensively but uh, with that offense. And it would be really nice to see what Joe Kelly can do uh, with this bullpen that has kind of been falling apart as of late. Uh, Han also expects Luis Robert to play tomorrow. 
Um, it sounded like he was either going to play Tuesday night or Wednesday during the day, one or the other. Um, weather might be a factor, but, you know, it was cold Tuesday night. It's going to be cold again Wednesday. Can't be good for uh, the hamstring, the groin, whatever he's working through. Uh, hopefully we'll see Robert back on Wednesday. Uh, Liam Hendricks suffered back spasms in, in Minnesota. We talked about that, saw that uh, live as the game was uh, unraveling. Uh, surprised nobody came out to give a look to uh, Hendricks and that he actually finished pitching that inning. Han says he's day-to-day, if not available tonight, meaning Tuesday. Didn't need him when the Sox got pounded 6 to nothing. Uh, Rick Hahn also said Aloy Jimenez, uh, the estimated timeline to return to the roster remains around two months under a minor procedure uh, with a tendon behind his right knee, similar to something that Yaz uh, went through last year. And I think Lance Lynn might even went through um, in early April. Uh, also, uh, speaking of, uh, just want to talk broadcasting, um, Jason Benetti, some news on Benetti. I don't know if you saw this. He is named uh, voice of NBC Peacock Sunday night baseball games. Uh, so we will not have Jason Benetti for Sunday Sox games. I think Len Casper will probably move into that role with Steve Stone. Uh, happy for Jason Benetti. Um, watching Tuesday night's game, and I watched all of it, and it was absolutely brutal. Um, but thinking a lot about Hawk Harrelson and missing Hawk a little bit, Love what Jason does, but there are moments when things are going really bad, and I just kind of want um, the personalities, the the broadcasters to kind of feel it like we're feeling it as fans. And Tuesday night's game was the type of game where Hawk Harrelson would have just gone silent for the last three innings. He would have let DJ or, St- or Stoney do all the reading, all, all the live reads, and, and and try to fill any kind of dead air. Hawk just would have not even talked. He would have been that upset. Um, happy, though, for Jason. And we'll see how that chemistry is with Len Casper and Steve Stone, if it is Len Casper jumping in. Uh, read a little something um, from MLB.com. This was written by Scott Merkin, uh, who covers the White Sox for MLB.com. And Uh, Every team uh, was kind of focused on like a bright spot or one thing to believe in for every team. I don't know if you saw this, uh, if it ended up in your email uh, inbox, but this uh, happened to focus on Andrew Vaughn for the White Sox, which is not a surprise. And this is some of the stuff that Merkin wrote uh, about why you should be believing in Andrew Vaughn. Um, The White Sox are expecting big results from Vaughn. Uh, He ran into a bit of a wall last September, but the early numbers indicate the White Sox were right in looking for strong production. Vaughn leads the club with three home runs and eight RBIs, not to mention a 575 slugging percentage and an OPS of 939. He ranks in the 95th percentile with a hard hit rate of 54.5. And of course, we're going to be seeing a lot of Andrew Vaughn Uh, with Jimenez on the shelf for about two months. Saw Andrew Vaughn in the game Tuesday. Didn't do much offensively. And, you know, he's not going to win any gold gloves in left field. Um, Looked like he might have taken a couple rough routes on some of the uh, fly balls out there. But, you know, he is learning so much. Uh, It's almost like he's drinking from a fire hose. Uh, Positions being rotated around. 
and still, I think, trying to catch up to major league hitting. But uh, I would agree with what Scott uh, has written on Andrew Vaughn. I'm excited to see what uh, Andrew does uh, throughout this season. Hopefully, of course, he stays healthy. Um, going back to some of the reasons why the sacks, you know, what's going on with the sacks, what, what can change. Um, and a lot of fingers pointing to Tony LaRussa. Um, I don't see that happening. I don't think a change is going to be made. There's an article in the Chicago Tribune um, yesterday on um, kind of on some bad Sox teams and, and highlighted the 1995 Sox team. It was written this article by Paul Sullivan, uh, who's seen a lot of baseball in his career. And if you remember this White Sox team, uh, 1995, coming out of the strike year, and they, they were favorites to win the division. Uh, Sullivan wrote about how the Sacks had committed 21 errors in their first six games, uh, which kind of sounds familiar. It affected, of course, the pitching. Uh, Ventura had a fielding slump, you know, kind of similar to what T.A. is going through. Uh, the Sacks had the worst record in the majors after 31 games when manager Gene Lamont was fired. It was only the second time in 15 seasons that Reinsdorf had given his general manager the okay to fire a Sox manager. The other one was Tony LaRussa, who of course is now uh, back at the helm uh, with our White Sox in season two of his 2.0 uh, run. Um, I don't see LaRussa getting uh, canned. I really don't. Uh, this is the guy that Reinsdorf handpicked. This is the man that it was almost like Reinsdorf had seen enough. It's like, okay, I'm going with this guy. I'm bringing this guy out of retirement. And if you can think back to that press conference when Rick Hahn was announcing Tony LaRussa and trying to sell Tony LaRussa on us, um, it, it, you know, he just looked so uncomfortable. Um, hey, Tony LaRussa is here. He's seen a lot. He's been through these things before. What do you got, Tony? What can you do for this White Sox team? You know, you're not on the field committing the errors. You're not, you know, with a bat hitless. Uh, but how do you rally these these guys? How do you how do you get how do you get the chemistry to stay tight? Um, hey, you've, if you've done it before, I'm sure you can, you know, work your magic again. But we'll see. I just don't see a managerial change happening. It would have to be Tony Larusa stepping down as manager of the White Sox, not Reinsdorf firing him, in my, in my opinion. Uh, Paul Sullivan also wrote about just how bad the defense has been for the White Sox. Uh, Sox committed 97 errors last year, which was the fourth worst in the AL. Um, you know, did they, the Sox really didn't do much to improve on that in the offseason. Um, so it's kind of no shock, as Sullivan wrote, that they're sitting now uh, with now 20 errors league worst. Um, that's th this, this losing streak has got to end and it is a Dylan cease day. I'm going to tell you why the losing streak ends at eight more on that in just a moment. This is the time of year when most people have given up on their new year's resolutions, but not me. I'm sticking to my resolution of eating right. Thanks to built bar. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best-tasting bars. Puffs are the first-ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. All Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, 
Yes, puffs included, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Go to built.com, you'll be blown away. High protein, low calorie, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sh- sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first, then figure out how to make it healthy. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So reading uh, a few other articles, um, you know, always go to The Athletic. I really enjoy what James Fegan uh, writes about, and I've talked about him several times on this podcast. Uh, and he, was t- he had a great article, check it out, on just the relationship to maybe the, what the Sox have been doing uh, record-wise, performance-wise, and you know their, their walk rate. Um, they're what they were doing last year compared to what they're doing now. And they're producing one of the lowest walk rates in baseball, 6.3% right now. Um, now the ground ball rate and their strikeouts have, has improved according to Fegan. He's got some great numbers in the article. Uh, th- those have improved since last year uh, to put the Sacks in the better half of the league. Uh, but it's this lack of getting on base, you know, just chasing some pitches uh, or going after that first pitch. It's a, you know, it's that balance game of you want to be aggressive, but you also know you got to get on base. And it's not been happening for the Sox in multiple different ways. As Frank Menacheno has said in a recent article, it's just a perfect storm. Um, so when's it going to change? Uh, and I and I think it's going to change on Wednesday. It's Dylan Cease Day. He matches up against Zach Granke. It's a day game. They move that from 610 to 110. Temps are going to be in the low 40s. Cease uh, so far on the year is 2-1. and one. He's uh, pitched 16 innings, has 19 strikeouts in those 16 innings, seven walks, and his ERA sits at 3.38. Uh, in 2021, against the Kansas City Royals, Dylan Cease had a one and one record with an ERA of 1.98 and 35 strikeouts in five appearances uh, against those Royals. Now, the White Sox have seen Zach Granke quite a bit. Um, he is, of course, back with the Royals, uh, spent some time with the Astros. Uh, Zach Granke is nine and 10 with an ERA of 3.95. Uh, 153 strikeouts, one save, and 28 appearances against the White Sox in his career. So we've got a lot of video on Zach Greinke for those folks in the lineup that have never seen him before. Zach Greinke uh, this year is 0-1 with an ERA of 2.25, two strikeouts, and three appearances this season. Uh, I'm looking for Dylan Cease to put another solid outing together. He wasn't as sharp in his uh, most recent outing, uh, but I, I think he's the stopper, and, and this losing streak ends. Uh, folks, really appreciate you making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find Lockdown Socks everywhere 
you find podcasts. We're on social media on Twitter uh, and Instagram at Locked on Socks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Uh, thanks for making Locked on White Socks your f- first listen. Now make your second listen Locked on MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. Just call him Sully. He brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll break down game two of this series with the Royals and get you ready for another Michael Kopech start. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.